And definitely an oliva goodie. That's poor sugar on me. From Delph, Def Leppard. The Vault. Def Leppard's greatest hits. One of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, pour some sugar on me. Let's hit some tickets today. Uh, we've got some a great card at Keeneland. Even though it's, it's wet. Um, the main track races are going to be uh, very interesting. There's a maiden race in the last that I like a horse that, if I'm right, it's going to blow up to pick five and pick pick, pick four. Um, been following the source for some time and uh, uh, be very interested to see uh, what his uh, first click is. And I'm definitely going to be uh, looking to be live to him in the last leg. A very interesting maiden race in the last leg at Keeneland. Uh, we've got opening day at Woodbine. We've got Aqueduct, which there's a lot of rain at Aqueduct this morning. Looks like we're going to be at off track and probably off turf. Santa Anita and Gulfstream are beautiful, clear days and uh, should have fast and firm at both of those tracks. So we got a lot of stuff to cover and got some feedback on our podcast concerning how to handicap tra- off track races. And it's funny how sometimes you, what's completely evident to you uh, and from what you're seeing uh, on the track is not evident to others. And I had a couple people that thought it was a good observation that the winners in some of these off-track races are completely clean and look like they don't even need to get a bath. And, and the jockeys look clean, no mud on them. And it's just a really interesting that sometimes people don't pay that attention to. I always have contested that, for example, you know, people want to recite a a horse got an easy 24-4 lead or an easy half-a-mile lead. It's because they're spending so much time looking in that right corner box for the time that they're not looking at the horses the way the horse is doing it. Sometimes it's, I don't look for that time on the board. I kind of, in my own mind, try to give a, an idea how fast they're going. Um, there used to be the days where there was some races at Santa Anita when Trevor Denman called that, for example, at a mile and eighth on the grass with the rails down, the mile and eighth on the grass with the rails down was always about a one and a half second off because at, at that one particular time, there was no run-up, so they timed the race right from when the starter pushed the button. Well, you can't do that, because when the starter pushes a button, there's about a second and a half delay before the gates open, and so you would get a, a 24-1 and one opening quarter, but in reality, it was about a 22 and change, and Trevor would be saying, and they're going pretty quick out there, and... The time would pop up, and I would hear players say, what's he talking about? They went 24. They had absolutely zero clue, but yet they had to throw their opinion because they're looking at that little time on the corner. Stop looking at that little time on the corner because what you're doing is not watching the race. And when you're not watching the race, you're not watching how the horses are doing it. There's races where I see two horses go head and head, and they're going pretty good at it, and the time doesn't jive with what you're what what you're seeing. 
I trust my eyes a hell of a lot more than that timer. And I think we've proven the times are wrong. Also, how about if you have an opening quarter when there's like a Gulfstream with a five-foot run-up? Five-foot run-ups are basically time from the gate. So you would give a race go 23-2 and two, and they have no run-up? That's a 21 and change, 22 flat. Totally different than what you're seeing. And if you're not watching the horses and you're watching for the time, all you're doing is playing to what's posted. So a lot of the times horse players really hurt themselves by by assuming that they know what that time means. They don't. It's like I get people coming in and watch workouts with me. Same people that have tried to argue with me about a workout they saw on a video. And they come out in the morning and they look around and go, how do you tell horses are going to work? This isn't a video game, pal. We're not on video looking at, you know, somebody showing you when the horse takes off. You got to pick them out on your own. So there's a lot of different things horse players think they know, but they don't. Be smart. If you if you think you're a good horse player, then show it. Be smart. Um, know how a trainer trains. Uh, and that is a big topic for today is how... How each individual trainer trains. Chad Brown. Everything is in company. And they're not in company to see who beats who. That's another misnomer that handicappers believe. Well, they work them in company. Follow me on this thought. You and me are going to work five-eighths. Trainer wants me to go one-on-one. Doesn't want me to go any faster. He wants a one-on-one. He's going to put me with you. Why? Because you, on your best day, can go one-on-one and four. He will get his accomplished work. What if he wants me to go 59? Because I need a big work. He's going to put me with somebody else that's listening. Because they can go 59 and four. You don't put two horses together when you want them to go one-on-one that can go 59. They're going to go faster than what you want them to go. So, Chad will work a lot of horses in one or two and change, one-on-one and change. He doesn't do a lot of five-eighths but he'll do a lot of halves. All of those halves are really five-eighths on the gallop out and out three-quarters. All of those five-eighths are out three-quarters and out seven-eighths. So just state because a horse goes a half a mile doesn't mean he stops right after the wire. That's another part of it that people don't understand. 
All of Pletcher's half miles are five-eighths out three-quarters. All his five-eighths are out three-quarters, seven-eighths. If you watch his videos at, uh, from Palm Beach Downs on XPTV, uh, most of those horses go seven-eighths to a mile. Every one of them. So the final time in workouts means absolutely zero. Because clockers on the East Coast are all about putting half miles and giving you the least amount of information possible on paper. We're not even going to talk about bullet works. Also, trainers get the choice of time sometimes. So a barn might get a half mile in 49, 5 eighths in 101 and 2, which could be first 5 on, on the tab. And the trainer gets a choice. Of course he's going to take the 49. So... In this example, Chad Brown will put two horses together based on their on their class. Let's say I'm going to be working for Chad and I just ran a big race 14 days ago. What Chad's going to do is going to put me with somebody that's not very good or that is a very average horse because he doesn't want me to do too much two weeks after that race. His second and third works after that race are going to be with better mates to be able to get the desired effect. In other words, he's building it up. And usually, by the time they get to the, to the next to the last work, they've got a top contender working with them. The last work, it depends on how you're doing. If you need an easy work, he puts you with an easier workmate. So when you're looking at workmates, it's not about who beats who. It's about how to get you fit and ready to peak on this particular day. Out of the gate. A lot of trainers train for speed out of the gate. And here again on the East Coast, you get half miles. Well, they really could have gone five-eighths, three-quarters. So, when people talk about, I was talking to a, a member of the media, and he was talking to me about workouts and having chips put in the horses. Well, it, it, it doesn't mean anything. Because... Number one, when you put chips in horses or they wear the vest, you still have to have a human record that work through that chip and put it down. Also, with that chip, you have to have the ability to turn it on and off. In this case, it's a vest that goes on the rider. Well, how do you know that's that horse? The trainer has to be on an honor system and say, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. No, 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 no. It don't work that way. People say put chips in horses. Okay? How do you turn that chip on and off? You've got 500 horses coming on the track every 20 minutes. Well, let's say you got 1,500 horses on a given day on the track. How do you manage the chip? Do you have 
somebody turn off the chip when they're galloping and jogging? Okay. Well, if they have the ability of turning off the chip, they could do that in a work. Well, how about when a horse is chipped and it's going to go work? How do you tell when that horse is going to work from what pole or from the gate or from what pole to what pole? And my first response to that was, I got job security because I can watch it. There's nothing better than being able to see the horse do it. You can put chips in them. You can get times. But then again, there we go. We deal with the time. It tells you nothing. Time tells you nothing. Because all people want to see right now is a fast time. And the fast times doesn't mean they're going to win. The horse could be walking in the last 16th of a mile. But if he went fast early, ooh, he went fast. He had a fast time. No. There's so many issues with that that comes along with it that it creates it creates more questions and answers. Just like trying to get somebody to understand teamwork. Or how a Baffert trains compared to a Chad Brown. How a Chad Brown compares to a Todd Pletcher. They don't, don't all train the same. A 48 for Baffert is not the same as a 48 for Pletcher. Or for Chad Brown. Or for a Jimmy Jerkins. Because in reality, you're not getting the whole story. Baffert. He'll go from the four and a half to pass the wire to every short pole. And I mean... Because we have ingrained in our brains that horses work from the five-eighths, from the half, to the wire. No, they don't. They go an eighth of a mile or a quarter of a mile past the wire. So, once again, we're in a position that the times that are posted beg for more answers. So, for example, a 48 for Baffert. I do everything for Baffert from the 4.5 or the 5.5. He actually goes a furlong farther than, than what those times show most of the time. And you can validate that. Go to an XBTV and go watch them. And you'll see the horses starting at the 5.5. You'll see the horses starting at the 6.5. Well, we don't count that? Because... They have to go from the three quarters. In my book, I wrote it as conventional handicapping or conventional clocking. There's nothing about this game that makes it conventional. There's a great example of that in the last race today at Keeneland. Let's go over to Woodbine, opening day on the synthetic. A couple of things to keep in mind. Over there, the, uh, the mile on the turf races are pretty much uh, one turn. Just keep that in mind. And the synthetic, I always like inside post on synthetic. I like horses that are going to be placed inside 
in a one or two path. I don't want horses that are going to make four or five wide moves. They just don't run well. They just don't do well on synthetic. So, very interesting race races at Woodbine. Like the third race, it's an allowance five and a half. We like the three kids mischief with Luis Contreras for Josie Carroll. And we use the one on their cover cat underneath it. The three with the one. In the third race at Woodbine. A little teaser for you. Overall today, I think the cards are interesting. Um, we're going to get a little bit more rain here in Ke- at Keeneland. I'm hoping that it kind of stops and we get somewhat of a, of a drying out track. Because <clears throat> it is sealed. And I, 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 don't, I don't mind playing off tracks at Keeneland or at Churchill. Especially if I use what I call my blueprint for off tracks. Is looking for horses that are going to run in the clear or on the lead. That's who wins. So that's my whole thoughts. Those are my ideas on how to handle today here at Keeneland. Um, again, Aqueduct, we're going to have an off track. Santa Anita, Gulfstream, Woodbine, or be fast and firm, or Woodbine be firm. Um, I'm looking forward to today, and I hope you are too. Don't forget we have our Kentucky Derby, Preakness Double package out. It starts on the 26th. We have uh, opening night at Churchill Downs on the 27th which should be, a, should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that meet. Uh, and I will be at Churchill starting Monday, weather permitting, and um, start our Kentucky Derby uh, run and Churchill Downs spring-summer meet run. God, next thing you know, we'll be at Saratoga for five days a week with two days off. I like that. I'm smiling. I like that, you know. One day, it just doesn't give you enough time to just recharge the batteries. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think we're going to get a better product, uh, better racing. Those are my thoughts on this Saturday, April 20th. And uh, let's, uh, let's get to it. Let's go cash a ticket. Let me know how you do.